We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, John Helvin. Hey everybody, it's John Halpin. Welcome to the October 1st episode, holy cow, of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, <laughs> sponsored by Fantasy Draft. Tim Heaney and I, just like every Monday, going to review the Sunday action first, Frank Reich. So, we're all for... Coaches being more aggressive because most coaches in the NFL are not nearly aggressive enough. They are so risk-averse, it's painful. They punt from the 38-yard line. They don't go on fourth and one when they're inside the other team's 50. It's, it's annoying. Mm-hmm. With that said, that move by Frank Reich. So, so it was fourth and three, fourth and four, on his own 43 with 24 seconds left in overtime, and he had one timeout. This was – I was watching it. Going, no, 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 you're going to give the, the aggressive, analytic-minded coaches a bad name if you do this, Coach Reich. Please don't. And he did. I mean, Chris Liss will call us nutless monkeys um, for saying that was the wrong move, but it was the wrong move. It was the wrong uh, move. It was the wrong move. Um, on your own 43, on, on, on their 43, yes, of course, all day you do that. Um, t- too much time left to do it in your own territory. So Right. Because, it's, because you were giving them a one-play-and-kick opportunity. Mm-hmm. And if you did, especially with that play, what was your path forward if you converted? You, you call your timeout. Now you've yep. got another at least 20 Tense. yards to get Vinatieri yeah. in field goal range with no timeouts left. Mm-hmm. Your, your odds of, of, of winning that game. I mean, I know he, he gave the we play to win thing after the game. But your odds of winning in that situation, you, you, there was so much more risk than reward in that spot. I mean, if anything, you make luck throw deep and make it like a pick punt type of thing. Yeah, <laughs> fine, better. Yeah, 
Did did Liss was Liss on his side on this one? Did you read this? I, 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 I didn't hear, but I'm gonna. I'm sure the the, the clip the clip will be posted soon on that. I mean, you so. can't. That, that was just. I, I I love when coaches go for it. I think they need to do it more. I think the way the Eagles and this ties back to Reich played mm-hmm. last year was terrific. But no way, not that one. That was just bad. That was doing a. That was, that was like a video game. <laughs> right. Way to end it. <laughs> That's screw it. I don't want to tie. Let's just end right. it somehow. <laughs> you know, if we lose, whatever. Yeah, I hated uh, it. I really hated it. Yeah. And it doesn't mean everyone should write. Every time some coach goes for it, they're good. too many people are going to go, oops, remember what happened to Frank Reich in that dumb game? Especially Deshaun Watson to DeAndre Hopkins. Easy 10 yards if you have time with that. Yeah. I mean, it's so ridiculous. It was, it was, <laughs> it was terrible. I, I couldn't stand it. All right, folks, we're going to go through the uh, the Sunday games. Check us out on Twitter. At Tim is at Tim underscore Heaney. I'm at jhalpin37. You can also tweet us at Rotowire. Get the player updates at Rotowire NFL. And you can obviously, as always, find us on Facebook. Let's start in New England where the Patriots rolled, rolled over mm-hmm. the undefeated Dolphins. Exposing, exposing yeah, them for what they are pretty much. <laughs> Dennis um, Green. Insert that clip here. Yes. Well, you know, I, we'll say the Dolphins. I mean, starting through, you know, yeah, we, they exposed they thought. I don't know if it's what we thought they are because we thought before the season they might be a 4-12 and team, and they're certainly not. I mean, they, they still might make the playoffs. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, the AFC East, you know, the people behind the Patriots are kind of jockeying for possible wildcard positioning. And the Dolphins, you know, they have an okay setup for that. I won't, I won't lie about that. Right. So, um, yeah. so this game, Rex Burkhead got put on IR last week. Mm-hmm. And you looked at this game and you said, okay. Is Sony Michelle going to be valuable? Is James White maybe going to edge him out? Now, looking at this game, Michelle gets 25 carries for 112 and a touchdown. Um, James White, eight carries for 44 and a touchdown, and eight catches for 68 and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Is there room for both of these guys to be weekly fantasy starters, or was that more of a game script thing yesterday? Well, it's down to basically two. Normal running backs in Kenyon Barner right now, right? So yep. I think there's plenty of room. Uh, you know, James White's going to be the guy that does play on the passing downs with the better pass block record there. But although Michelle's not terrible at that, I think they do want to keep him as the more interior runner that you know, with uh, complimenting them as that duo. Barner will chip in as that number three. Um, yeah, I, I think there's plenty of room. I'm, I'm kind of excited if I own Michelle right now. I think you know he had the injury earlier in the year, kind of working him in a little bit slower. Uh, I, I, this is going to be good for his fantasy value for sure. Now, do you want to maybe cap the ceiling at maybe you know low RB two most weeks? Yeah, I would. Right, he's not going to yeah. get twenty five carries a game. Think it'll be right. think of more like 15, 16, which is plenty. Uh huh. So uh-huh. that's fine. And White, yeah, I I, I think we talked. I, Derek and I talked on Thursday or Friday about White, and I kind of said I I thought the floor might be up to twelve touches a game. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we might be looking. I mean, sixteen's a lot. But in, in an offense that's going to score, that should score plenty of touchdowns, especially with Julian Edelman back this week, mm-hmm. um, the, 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 both of those running backs could be pretty solid fantasy plays. James, James White, even in standard formats, I would think at this point. Yeah, RB2 in standard for sure. Yep. Um, okay, so Edelman's back for week five. Mm-hmm. And in the preseason, many of us in our business were of the opinion of, Hey, in those first four weeks, man, it is time for Chris Hogan to, to get fed. <laughs> Woo! What a, what a flop of a shamockery disaster this has turned into. I, I don't know what kind of feast people were expecting, is all I'm saying. I, I think it was a, an okay idea if you're taking him as your fourth wide receiver, but people were drafting like the fifth round. I'm like, that, you're setting a bar too high on that one for a team that loves to spread the ball around. 
See, I, I don't know. I wasn't sure. I, and I thought for the first four weeks it would be better than this mm. because, you know, there weren't a lot of options, especially if, if you were to tell me, if you would have told me definitively a month ago, hey, that whole thing with Chris Hogan, by the way, every single team, not that this is a shock, everyone's going to double Gronk on every damn play. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to catch, you know, is Chris Hogan right. going to catch passes? I would have said, yeah. I mean, at least until Edelman gets back. Right. And now you've got now you don't have a good path here because, you know, Gordon is playing and Edelman's coming back. And you talked about the spreading the ball around. Well, if you spread it around before and Hogan didn't catch it, well, that doesn't bode well right now at all. Right. You can argue James White might be the number one receiver in this team right now, <laughs> even with Gronk there. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, Chris Hogan. So, OK, let me ask you a question. You, would, would you uh-huh. would you cut him? I mean, circumstances, obviously, factor in. Who can you get? Blah, blah, blah. Are, are think, you thinking about that if you have Chris Hogan? I think a 12-teamer you kind of have to if, you, if your buys are kind of messed up right now. I, I could see him being that guy that you do throw out there on kind of that, that desperation buy filler. But I think the, the, the cut factor is at least increasing for me pretty heavily right yeah. now. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Chris Hogan does the, the four non-Edelman games with a heavy load of snaps and eight catches for 109 yards and two touchdowns. And the... Two touchdowns coming against Jacksonville being the ironic part of that. You're right. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> All right. Um, so, Gordon, uh, if you own Gordon, are you starting him next week? Uh, I, I'd be inclined to. Yeah. I would, too. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the, the Colts' defense is, has taken its strides, but I think that with Edelman back, that even helps Gordon a little more. So. And they play the Colts at home on Thursday, by the way. Yep, they do. And then the Chiefs jackpot right there. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, wide receiver threes, Gordon, you know. Kind of like a, what we would hope Hogan would have been, you know? right? But. Um, other one injury, Gronk ankle injury doesn't sound too bad, but we'll see. Yeah, he was seen. It was he, he didn't talk to media, but he was kind of seen walking around the periphery as other people were kind of being interviewed. So Ben Volan of the Globe says it looks like he's going to be okay. So yeah, but and again though with Gronk's injury, Thursday game. Remember? Yeah, that's true. So keep an eye on this one if you have Gronk. Uh, Texans Colts. We talked a little about that. Kiki QT, how many? He, he, 15 targets, I think? Something like uh, that. A lot. Double digits. Let me, let me double check. However, uh, the, the, 15, yeah. 15 targets, but the issue there is Will Fuller got hurt. And Will mm-hmm. Fuller was looking like he was teed up for a big day. He got hurt. He, did he play at all in the second half? Came I, out, think, I think so. it was second quarter that he came out. I think so, yeah. So Fuller, four for 49 and one on five targets, uh, but then he comes out. QT, 11 for 109 on 15 targets. Hopkins got a ton, had a huge day. Uh, QT's not, if Fuller's okay, which it sounds like he will be, QT doesn't really, does he come on your radar at all? Um, I, I think people might overpay based on what happened, but if you kind of expect him as that, that bi-week filler guy, because the tight end's not really being involved in this Texans offense yep. all that much. So maybe that's where you can kind of get that outlet in PPR formats. You know, he's a, he's a slot type of uh, size guy, maybe in those formats with PPR you can you can make it work a little bit if you're really looking for that depth guy but you know a couple bucks at him out of 100 maybe I would think okay but yeah so uh, the other guy I want to talk about is Hines mm-hmm um that's my boy I mean he's a he's a small pass catching running back mm-hmm. and he's not an every down guy for for sure no however this team's having trouble running Marlon Mack was out again yesterday that guy can't stay healthy they Jordan Wilkins, that's just not working. They're yeah, getting Harvin back this week, right? 
Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a possibility. But I mean, Robert Turbin. Let's not expect miracles from Robert Turbin. Well, it's just an, it's another uh, stick on the fire, basically. Yeah, we we yeah. have we have reason to believe that this team just can't run. It's a pretty solid reasoning, I think. So now <laughs> you look at Hines. He caught nine yesterday. His four games. I mean, the carries he's had eighteen carries for five four five four carries. In the four games, he reception seven, one, five, and nine. That's pretty. That's nice. Mm-hmm. So now we've got twenty six. Sorry, twenty two catches. So we're averaging ten touches a game here. And now you're in bye week territory, where you know you, where he he becomes a different kind of option. Yep. Could you play him this Thursday? Would you want to? Is what what I guess I would say generally. Well, it seems like it'd be the game script to to be like this week where they have to throw a lot. And like you said, the difficulties of running. Hines is basically their best running back by extension in the screen game right now. I mean, he ran a couple of nice wheel routes yesterday, including the touchdown where he took a hit and got up afterward. Uh, I think he's the most stable of the running backs because he's going to have that that role that no one else can really fill with the with the uh, the check down and, and the pass blocking. He's a little bit better than most of them at that. So I'm willing on Hines if you have to pick one running back from this backfield right now. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, he's he's going to get the ball. So I mean, look, it might be eight to ten touches. So manage your expectations, but I mean, it's, it's, it's not like, it doesn't look like someone else is going to come in and go, Hey, you know what, by the way, I'm taking this backfield over. Well, there's a lot of redundancy with the other three, um, yes. you know, with, with Mac Wilkins and Turbin, who's, you know, a goal lineage type of guy. So it's going to be those three fighting for everything between them and Hines doing his own thing. Right. So, so Mac, just to recap, Mac, the only week Mac played really was week two and he didn't play much. Mm-hmm. And then that was the game where Hines didn't get much. He got where he got less work and less snaps. So I mean, so I mean, Hines' snap count. I don't have yesterday's. Yeah. Thirty-seven in the first week, twenty-four in the second week with Mac. Forty-three. But that was the game they were up big, right? No, they were down Which, big. What Washington? No, they were up. Hold on. Washington won the first week, and then they lost to the Colts. So it was close. Yeah, the game. Colts. Were, the Colts were controlling things, so Mac got ten. Uh, rushes there okay. so it was it was a little bit more of they would just kind of had control of things a little bit easier all right so yeah um colt's got to worry here ty T. hilton again thursday game right ty yeah. hilton uh the, the headline i saw was in line to miss some time that was on nfl nfl.com I, I saw a lot of iffy i saw a lot of whatever for week five yeah so so, yeah. so where do we go here what do we think other yeah. than maybe Hines stays busy even i yep. know it's a different position but he could get it doesn't more. matter yeah, <laughs> the right. james white factor again right <laughs> uh yeah, it's it's kind of messy. I mean, Ryan Grant still has the consistency with targets. It seems like uh, as the number two in this one. I mean, Ebron, our boy Eric Ebron, still uh, kind of rolling things there. Still inefficient. Which is nice. Yep. Yeah, but you know he's 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 producing at least. He I had know. a nice little week there. My uh, my fishbowl team was very happy. <laughs> um, yeah, without Hilton, it's don't they wish they had Dante Moncrief back right now? <laughs> I'm sure they do. Chester Rogers had 11 targets and he got that two point conversion, I believe. So. Yeah, I mean the thing yeah. is the, the the Colts game here. Is kind of skewed because I mean, Luck threw sixty-two times. So yeah, it, that's not happening either. all the time. Yeah. You got four guys with double-digit targets here, right? So, yeah, that's a good point. And none of them are good receivers. You know, Rogers yeah. and Grant and um, Zach Pascal. I mean, yeah, I mean, Grant's fine. I, Grant's good at getting open, but he's not like a, a game breaker type of guy. So okay, so these receivers, Ugh. if you had to take a flyer on one for this week, if Hilton's out, who is it? I mean, Zach Pascal had 10 targets. I kind of throws a wrench into everything here. Um, I'd still go great. I think he's a little more known commodity. 
Yeah, he he's more the he, he was the number two more. Yeah, I think you can count on him more too. It's it's maybe lower ceiling, but more dependable. Yeah, but say I'm not. I don't care. I'm not running to get any of them. So. Agreed. Okay, next game. Uh, Bengals Falcons. This one lived up to the billing. This is a fun one. Yeah, yeah, it was great. <laughs> it's so funny. The people here in in, in Charlotte are. They're just people on the radio are just yelling about Calvin Ridley because Ridley <laughs> went one pick ahead of DJ Moore and the Panthers aren't really using DJ Moore. Right. And Calvin Ridley looks like a superstar. Oh man. Crisp, crisp route runner. I, I was not expecting all of that, but yeah, very right. nice. Very nice. So he's doing great. By the way, I want to give a shout out. DVR and I every Friday afternoon talk about the, the RotoWire DFS optimizer. Awesome tool. Help me win some money in the, in the, the FanDuel millionaire uh, yesterday. Did so. it really? Yeah. A little bit, a little bit, not okay. too much, but a little bit. So uh, we were talking Friday. It's funny. I, I joked around last week that it called Ridley and Boyd. Yep. And I, I used Boyd, but not Ridley last week. So it did sort of okay. And then yesterday I told him on Friday, I was looking at, you know, on DraftKings specifically, looking at who it was recommending. And I'm going, all right, this guy's kind of chalky. I'm going, Muhammad Sanu. What? <laughs> really? Muhammad Sanu goes six for 111. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> Right? I don't know what his salary was, but it couldn't have been hot. I mean, it's one of the leakier parts of the Bengals' defense, so it does make a little sense. Yep. So, it's good. Yeah. Um, fun, game, fun game for offenses. Yeah. So, these Falcons here are down two safeties and a linebacker. Maybe three oh, yeah. safeties now? I mean, a lot of safeties. Just tons of safeties. Two safeties and at, a linebacker. At least three or four significant defensive injuries. They yeah. are going to give up a ton of points. And they got the Steelers coming this week. They're going to Pittsburgh mm. this week. So this is, if you were mad at the Steelers last night, folks, and you were mad at your, you know, Juju and, and Antonio and all that, it's, it, it's common. Yeah, I mean, Antonio didn't get enough for me, but still had a nice game. I mean, he did but, fine. Yeah. It's not yeah, did super fine. Antonio, but it was fine. Right. But, uh, but yeah, yeah the, well, the Steelers defense is going to be an easy target for the Falcons, too. So <laughs> Yep, that's true. So, I mean, yesterday, plus also look at, uh, I mean, Gio Bernard did, did okay. He had, yeah. I mean, t- sorry. Rushing-wise, he did okay, but he got two touchdowns, which was terrific. Uh, four for 27 receiving. So maybe Connor bounces back a little bit in this game. But I, don't, don't be scared off of your Steelers if you're scared off of any of them after last night, is what I'm trying to say. I wouldn't be. Um, Tyler Boyd, 15 targets again. He, Ooh, Dalton loves yeah. throwing him. And bigger, that, yep, bigger target than John Ross. So <laughs> Yes. Uh, Tyler Eifert, sorry again. This is, a, and this is an every year thing. Sorry to see you go, Tyler Eifert. My, my Notre Dame guys, I, I, my heart breaks a bit when they, uh, when they get hurt. So. Yeah, and, and Eifert is way too experienced at that. So. Yep. Uh, so uh, Tyler Croft, I guess, he's, uh, is, yeah. uh, gets in there. Rutgers! <laughs> there you go. Did he play? Tyler Croft didn't even get a target yesterday. Uh, well, they, well, now that Boyd's there, you know, it's not really a must anymore. I right. Think. Is he so. even active? No. He might not have been. We'll see. I don't know. He oh, he had one yeah, target. So there you go. Well, you, you got CJ uh, Uzuma too. So that's Uzuma. true. Yeah. So. All right. Buffalo Green Bay. Um, this went about <laughs> as expected, I think. Yeah. Uh, Packers running back snap count. Aaron Jones, 29. Jamal Williams, 28. Ty Montgomery, 20. So <sighs> encouraging for the Aaron Jones stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited here about Aaron Jones. And it's still yeah. going to be a mishmash. So I can't get too excited. I don't think he's going to get, you know, 18 carries next week. But mm-hmm. he, he got the job done, 65 yards and a touchdown, um, caught a pass. The other guys, Williams got run too. I mean, they, they were running plenty because they were yeah. winning by a lot. 
Yeah, but I mean, Jones is probably the one you want when you're winning a lot because Williams is more the pass blocker, but also a bruiser is kind of a weird mix with him. Uh, Montgomery's still going to get his because, especially now that the injury we'll talk about in a second, he'll he'll probably still be involved in the game plan a little bit more. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Geronimo Allison in concussion protocol. Uh, that's a shame. Yeah. So, wait, wait, where do you go? Where do you go here? If Cobb can't return and Allison's in the concussion, now what do you do? I don't think I would go. I don't think I would go with. Um, uh, any of the other mismatch of Packers receivers that we were hoping one would break out from, you know, we're not going to go with Equinemius or, or the guy, the guy that actually got everything work was Marquez Valdez Scantling. I'm, yeah, sure, maybe pick him up as that bench receiver to tuck away. I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm all excited about that because you know, depending on what Randall Cobb status is next week, that that kind of keeps him at number three among wide receivers, and then Graham or maybe they'll involve Kendricks or Mercedes Lewis more. But um, maybe, like I said, I think Ty Montgomery might be the beneficiary of all that. Yep. So. Um, and these guys, by the way, these guys, they're, if you're looking at one of their running backs, they get the Lions next. And the Lions we're going to talk about in a minute, but their run defense is no good. Uh, also, Josh Allen. Oh, I really wanted Josh Allen to prove me right and maybe run for a touchdown. I didn't, want him to, I didn't think he was going to be good. I just thought maybe he throws for one and runs for one or something or runs for 40 yards and a touchdown. It just didn't happen. He just, he just did the bad stuff and didn't give me any of the good stuff yesterday. Yeah, it wasn't like he made up for it by doing this. He just he just fell flat. But, I mean, that Packers defensive line is tough for anybody to kind of uh, get to. It's really the second level. If you can get to there, you're successful. But they had no shot to really push downfield yesterday. I'm surprised they didn't run the ball as much, but I guess they were down too quickly. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, my Blake Portals Jr. prognostication did not come for now. to pass. For, for now. now. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, let's go to uh, your Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, this was encouraging. <laughs> it was it was okay. It was a close game. I thought the Lions were going to pull it out, but um, Dak yeah. moving downfield late. Dak with fantasy Dak, not so. I mean, eh. right? Just man. I, no, and there are I, no receivers ever I, good. After four weeks, we keep saying some receiver needs to step up. Not the case, mm-hmm. is it? Uh, Michael Gallup looked pretty good on that one little pass down the sideline. Maybe they're opening things up a little bit, but still. I mean, he topped two hundred yards, Prescott. So yay, but yeah. <laughs> it's not a uh, nothing. You really. Really looking to go riding ride or die with every week. Uh, yeah, I mean Beasley gets spread his own uh, targets there. I mean Zeke catching four passes, and you know finally they figure out that they just have to get him out in space a little bit more. Yeah, so, what a day yeah. for him! Two forty from he, scrimmage he and a touchdown. They fed him. Yeah, fantastic so. for Zeke. Um, yeah. So yeah, the lines run these bad. Uh, as far as the other side, Carrion yeah. Johnson. You know yeah. he had a productive fantasy day. Can't say they. I mean, nine carries, fifty-five yards. Meh. He's still sharing yeah. time with Blunt. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, uh, of course, Riddick's getting his own. You know, with, with his receiving aspects. So, technically, it counts toward the the wide receivers, I guess. But still, you know. Um. So Zeke's here. Otherwise, Kenny Galladay a little disappointing. I mean, four for seventy-four. I, he I, caught. All, I mean, those are all four of his targets, sadly. But he caught them. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Golden, and back to Golden Ken, Tate yeah. almost lost that ball in the touchdown. Yeah, he did because he was he was uh, taunting or whatever. So really, I mean, that was I I you know I'm not saying ooh all taunting's dumb. That's not it. That was a huge risk right there. Yeah, so. but still paid off. Thank God he he actually got in there. Right. And and back to Carrion, I think it's just gonna be one of those great per touch efficiency guys. But you know the touches might not be 15 to 20 every week. So right, still 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 a nice running back to own. But he'll be one of those guys you're thankful to have during the buys. I think. So either all right, way. Uh, Jets Jags, ugly, <laughs> just ugly. Uh, Fournette, Fournette's always hurt. This is annoying. Mm-hmm. He can't. He, you're he's a guy. I, I, there were some touts. And I'm not making fun of people who get things wrong because I get plenty of things wrong. Mm-hmm. But Fournette was people. Some people were drooling over Fournette. 
you know, yeah. league, league winner, and man, we're underestimating him even at the bottom of the first round. And it's just, you know, no. I, I feel like is is this a is his injury history now a concern generally? Or I, I don't I don't like to beat up on guys about injuries because sometimes they're fluky. This guy just seems like he's always tweaking something. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you. I, I was more on your side of the okay end of first round was really fitting. I don't think there was any oh I want him in the top five instead. I think it was more of a, okay he's there he'll get the volume if he's healthy if he's healthy being the key words and yeah I agree with you. I think there's a little bit. You know, in what his second season, he still had what at least you know at least four times been at least out or, or limited in games at this point. So yeah, I, I'm with you more so. I'm, I I don't want to count on him every week now. <laughs> so we don't know what his status is for week five. Uh, the Jags play the the at the Chiefs. Oh, that's too bad. Um, <laughs> he's gonna miss that. But TJ, yeah. TJ Yeldon did his usual. You know, he caught a few passes and I mean he got two touchdowns, which is great. I mean, Yeldon's, Yeldon's a more versatile back than Fournette. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's not as good. But for fantasy-wise, he's good because he catches the ball. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, the yeah. Jets couldn't get anything done. I mean, nothing on the ground. So, you know, sorry, Isaiah Crowell owners. You probably knew you were in a tough spot, but maybe not that tough. Yeah. Zero, zero yards. Literally zero rushing for Crowell. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't a matchup for his running style against nah. that defense. Uh, but you, you figure Powell will get a little bit more than he did because of a, as receiver, but it didn't really happen. So this is a, a, a corollary to the Cowboys receivers thing. The Jags receivers are better, but you can't... It, it seemed yeah. like we had sort of maybe settled on Cole as the guy we can trust. And I, I, I feel like this is going to jump around a lot because yes. none of them is significantly better than the other. I mean, Cole's pretty good. Westbrook's very talented. We knew that last year. Uh-huh. But you look at these guys. I mean, Moncrief had a good day yesterday, but you, you, I, I feel like you never know who it's going to be here when they do well. Yeah, I think it's going to be based on the Jags will pick on the matchup that actually favors them at this point. Uh, I, I think this, you really have to look at the cornerbacks every time you, you kind of assess who the Jags are going to be facing this week. I think the Jets, you know, they're Morris Claiborne okay. I mean, you, the slot was more vulnerable for the Jets when the safeties are worse in coverage, so that's where Westbrook could come in well there, I guess. You know, being the guy that kind of uh, has the middle of the field working in his favor. Uh, Keelan Cole is the number one receiver profile. He has all the goods to do it, but I think you're right when you say Bortles can just kind of rely on who's getting open the most and just take what's given to him more so with all this right. receiver crew. I like Moncrief, though, still as a long-term stash, but that's going to be a rough weekly play. So, yeah. um, Bears, Bucks. I have one MFL team with a bunch of my um, longtime buddies that Mitchell Trubisky is one of my quarterbacks. So that was pretty, <laughs> so, pretty fantastic. So I guess he'll be your starter this week, then. Oh, yeah. my heavens. That was great. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, was, that was encouraging. I think the Bucks defense has helped a little bit, but it's still nice to see him go downfield. Yep. Uh, he did, because there was so much chatter about, oh, no, this Bears thing is going to fall apart because Trubisky's terrible. Through three weeks, it was, you this this isn't working, and he's not picking up anything, and, and the offense is going to underachieve, and... You know, the, buck, the Bucks are the cure to ills that way, right? To everybody's yeah, well, that, that, that's going to be a nice YPA, uh, you know, and air yards type of team to target. So. Yeah. <laughs> play, play, and, um, Trubisky also runs for 53 yards. Pretty good deal. Uh, Tarek Cohen. Yeah. So, okay, so Tarek Cohen has a really nice day. Mm-hmm. Are we worried about Jordan Howard here? I am. Yeah, yeah. right? Um, I, I'm in a league where I have him and a bunch of other guys that I kind of drafted later, and I was, like, kind of regretting playing him over, like, the Ecklers and the the Bredas and the uh, uh, well, who was the other guy? So I think it was. Uh, doesn't matter, but uh, yeah, I, I think that especially the PPR, you got to be worried because they 
it seems like the you know Tariq Cohen is is fitting that that game plan again, and of course maybe this was a little more exaggerated version of why we're worried about it, but I still think Cohen being you know involved as much as he is is still they really need the perfect game flow to have Howard. You thought that would have been yesterday because they were winning by so much, but they just kind of went with what worked, and it was Cohen more so. Right. So, yeah. yeah, this is a little. I mean, and Howard's a guy whose his draft stock rose over the summer. He was going third round at one point, and he wound up going early second by the end. I think like he was mm-hmm. he was really you know his his stock started to go up when people started looking at the offense and and figuring that the Bears are going to be a little better on offense, and then oh wait, wow, Howard's going to benefit from this. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I was probably guilty of that because there was a lot of security supposedly in the fact that he was the one back that would be the between the tackles guy, and I think we all but maybe might have just assumed he would start catching more passes. Yeah. Hasn't really panned out so far. So all right. So the rest of this team, uh Trey Burton's breakout game was I mean, you know, it wasn't huge target wise, but he got that big touchdown, so we'll take it. That was a, a Rotal R DFS optimizer win for me. So yeah. There you go. Nice job. Um mm-hmm. Taylor Gabriel, seven for one oh four, two touchdowns. So he catches all seven of his targets. Think about Taylor Gabriel here. If you look at his targets by game, five, seven, ten, seven. That's pretty right. strong. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no Anthony Miller this week uh, for the injury, but I still still think that Gabriel is going to be enough of a part of this offense as that, you know, that uh, he makes the whole offense better with his presence either way. And he'll be involved at least a little bit every game. Like, you know, the five targets are probably his floor for targets at this point. So, right. I mean, right right now he's on pace for what? 125 targets, which would be pretty damn good. If you can get it for him. Yeah. Um, At least what? Double his career high, at least. Right. Around there. So, yeah. So 125 <laughs> targets. If you catch, what can you catch 60 percent of those? 125. So now you're you're 75, right? Yeah. 75. You might get it close to a thousand. I mean, that's pretty. It, you know, if it, it stays like this way, it seems like they're figuring out how to use him appropriately. Yeah. He's he's almost he's he's gonna he's gonna obviously pass his uh, career high in receptions as well because he's just getting you know fed now as well with these mid range targets. It's, it's helping. So. Right. All right. Yeah. Um. Other side of this, OJ Howard. What's OJ Howard's injury latest? Have you? Heard this morning he left the game. Was it a knee? It was a knee. MRI. It was, today. It was lower body. Yeah, I remember that. They don't think it's serious, knee. but they've got a bye week, so you know yeah. you can relax a little bit and and hope that things go well. Everybody, you weren't starting in week five anyway. Um, Jameis starts after the bye, right? I, I think so. I think Fitzmagic has, has fizzled out. Yeah, it's so. it's it, it it came and it went and it was fun and and now we're done. Everybody wear your velour suits in memory. But, uh, but And then with the Howard stuff, if Winston starts, you got to worry about Cameron Brate maybe a little more now. Maybe so. you do. That's true. All yeah. right, folks, uh, we want to thank Fantasy Draft for sponsoring today's podcast. Um, exp- the experience is players first. Look for hashtag players first uh, to find Fantasy Draft on, online. Um, they've got a lower rake, which means more of your entry fees go toward the payout zone. It's player-friendly. They're highly rated iOS app and has best-in-class customer support. They have flexible lineup construction. It's easier to draft more of your favorite players on Fantasy Draft, and it's the best head-to-head in daily fantasy. You can play rake-free or for half the rake of the the competition in head-to-head contests on Fantasy Draft. So everybody, check it out. Fantasy Draft. Thanks to Fantasy Draft for sponsoring today's podcast. All right. Philly, Tennessee. Boy, that was fun. Mm -hmm. Fun, fun, fun. I loved it. I had the time. I was very bullish on the Titans yesterday, and for at about 2.30 Eastern, I was not feeling great about it. Obviously, but worked out good. Yeah, Philly was. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, go. You go ahead. No, I was saying Philly was controlling the pace a little better early on, and then the Titans kind of started running loose a little bit, so it was nice. So one thing I want to point out about Mariota, 
the last two weeks, my, one of my biggest complaints about him in the first two seasons was that I thought he would run more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The last two weeks, seven for 51, 10 for 46. I'm encouraged here. Because I don't think he's yeah. ever going to be a big, you know, lighted up kind of passer. Especially yeah. on that team, because they're going to try to run. They're failing, but they're going to try. Um, yeah. But he's I wish I weren't, more. Yeah, I wish I weren't too late on this. I think his stock's going to start shooting up yep. a little soon. So, so yeah, he, but he did go for 344, too. I mean, he picked Corey Davis. The, the Corey Davis backers, <laughs> there's your game that you've been waiting for for, for 20, for, for a season and a, and a quarter. Right there. I'm so, I'm so happy I advised him on Twitter for a couple people. I was very happy about that. Good. So, yeah. I, I'm like, it's coming. It's got to happen here because they're going to have to throw a lot against Philly. So, um, Taewon Taylor, some, some, uh, I, I felt like I saw some people touting Taewon Taylor as sort of a dart throw last week to, to pick up and stash on your bench. Another yep. one, seven for 77 on nine targets. That's pretty good. I mean, Rashad Matthews finally getting out is going to help all these guys. Yep. So, yeah. uh, the running game, however, Derrick Henry, this, this is just not. I know the Eagles are a tough run to you, but this is not working. We're four games in, and this just stinks. I mean, I was talking last week. I don't know if you and I talked about it, about Derrick Henry as a buy low, but, I mean, what are we going to do here? It's, in non-PPR, you can buy low. I don't think you can buy low in PPR. I don't, I don't think the ceiling's going to be there. Deion so, Lewis is still going to keep that role. So This week, they're at Buffalo. So if you own Derrick Henry... <laughs> Maybe this is the week. Well, but do, do yeah. you have to... Do you, you've got to strongly consider... At this point, even though they're playing the Bills... You got to look at Derrick Henry and go, well, everybody depends on who you have on your bench, but I think I got to right. sit this guy until things change. It really, de- yeah, it depends on your situation. Uh, the thing is, Deion Lewis is not a bad inside runner. In fact, he's, he metrically was very good last year with right. the Patriots. And this is a, just as, you know, at least, a, a, you know, equatable type of offensive line with the Titans. So he's a better fit for the system overall, Lewis, I think. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, Lewis goes, let's see. Not, not a good running day. Not any running. Nine for 66. He caught that fourth down pass late, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, I was glad they went for that instead of kicking. Yeah. Um, Zach Ertz, I want to talk about. So, Zach Ertz, target-wise, is just killing it. He's the only yeah. – I, I thought I read yesterday, it might be two players in football with double-digit targets every week, and Zach Ertz is one. So he's yeah. 10, 13, 10, 14. If you had a draft today, would you draft him ahead of Gronk and Kelsey? Yeah, I think I would. Yeah. I mean, he's just, the volume is crazy. Mm-hmm. He's got 31 catches already. So. And, and well, the, the, the Philly tree, I mean, even though also Jeffrey came back, I mean, that's kind of, Ertz is kind of immune to that. So. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Seattle, Arizona. I did not see any of this one. From what I heard, Josh Rosen was better than uh, the stats would suggest. Yes, I, I would say that. I think that there's some good decision-making there. Um, a couple of throws that you, know, you wouldn't expect him to make, he made. Uh, you know, the thing with Rosen was that he was very polished coming into the year. People thought that's why he would just kind of step in immediately. I think there's hope for the Cardinals offense. I just don't like the coaching staff mm-hmm. more than anything. I think Rosen himself is not the problem. Uh I think they're making it work as much as they can within a limited scope of actual creativity. <laughs> uh, Rosen's the guy I wanted for the Giants, by the way. That would have made a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I was not team Darnold. I don't mind Darnold, but uh, Rosen's the guy I want. I mean, I would love Mayfield too, to be honest. Oh, si- but, similar, similar guys take the lower price guy in that in that case. Yeah, so. I just thought he was. You know, he could. He's a good passer. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When you're looking for a credit card, get one that wins awards. 
The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card is NerdWallet's 2021 Best of Awards winner for Best 0% Intro APR and Balance Transfer Credit Card. It provides a great way to pay for large purchases over time, as well as consolidating other card balances. And speaking of award winners, the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card is NerdWallet's 2021 Best Credit Card for Dining Out or Ordering In. Earn four times points on takeout, food delivery, and dining. Get two times points at gas stations, grocery stores, and on streaming. If you're into cashback or travel rewards, U.S. Bank has credit cards that feature those benefits, too. Check out their full suite of credit cards at usbank.com slash credit card. The creditor and issuer of these cards is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from VCUSA, Inc., and the cards are available to United States residents only. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so the, the lead back, Carson didn't play. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what the Rashad Penny <laughs> owners were thinking during the day. Oh, man. I wonder how many people got him in their lineup. That's an emotional roller coaster if I've ever seen one. And then you're watching Red Zone, you see, and then Seattle scores early. Mike Davis. Mike yeah. Davis. What do you mean, Mike Davis? This is the Rashad Penny thing. We read things about his weight issues. Mm-hmm. They couldn't talk to say enough nice things about Carson, even though they drafted Penny in the first round. I, I think uh, in redraft, I think Penny's a cut right now. I think we're done. Uh, uh, it's a shame, but. In the, in, the shallower, in the shallower ones, I have to agree. Even though he had 5.4 yards of carry, I think that was more so of the, the, the later game keeping pace type of thing. I think, I think Seattle likes that the between-the-tackles guy better most of the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, for as big as Penny is, you think he'd run better that way. And maybe it's not working out because the offensive line doesn't help him as much. But uh, Davis, more experience in the system, I guess, helped going, going his way. Uh, and now that Doug Baldwin's back, maybe they feel that they'll just kind of focus on that if they have to move the ball somehow, you know, with the, with the deficit. So... Yeah, I don't think I would cut him in anything larger than a 12-teamer, but I think it's it's on the borderline for me, and I, and I can see leading there if you have to. Okay. Him, so. The other thing in this game, uh, DVR and I talked about the other day. You know, he, he actually went on a – I don't want to say rant. It wasn't like that. But don't doesn't the coaching staff in Arizona have to figure out how to use David Johnson better? And I said, well, yes, they have to try to figure that out. Whether they do that efficiently, we don't know. You mentioned coaching. Mm. David Johnson, I mean – his fantasy owners are satisfied with yesterday's performance. They got that right. I'll admit it. So, but yeah. it's still not inspiring. It's not number three overall pick inspiring. Right. So. They didn't get him. They they. I mean, the, they didn't throw him too much, which they probably should. Hey, he was a wide receiver in college. Everybody, if we remember, right. <laughs> <laughs> I know we haven't talked about that much in a while. And, and with that offensive line, you got to. Do the Zeke thing, you know, just with that with that questionable offense, you got to get him out in space as much as possible. Right. So, um, the Christian Kirk thing, not yet. He got some. He got some looks. Still, certainly worth owning. Still, I agree. So yeah. So my my guy Ricky Seals Jones is still just I don't know. I yeah. Wish this would work, but that, that's a that's a best ball name if I've ever seen one with tight ends. <laughs> I, I think I think I want it to happen more than I think it will actually happen. So. We're gonna, yeah, it's it it, it it it'll be he'll be a good piece of the overall picture, but fantasy is not going to be anybody you're like, oh yeah, top ten every week. No, yeah, no, so. that's not going to happen, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go to uh, hey Browns Raiders. Boy, that was, uh, fun. was it? Go ahead. Not when you pick. Not when you. Not when you pick the Browns and you pick them. Yeah. And uh, the game should have been over a little earlier than usual. Yeah. Expected, but agreed. The refs. No questionable referee issues. Oh, uh, that was terrible for sure. <laughs> So what do, anyway. we, what do we like here? Nick, Nick, Nick Chubb, man. Do you look at Nick <laughs> Chubb, though? Hyde's still pretty good. I know the per carry isn't great with Hyde. And, and Chubb breaks in big plays. So if you're the Browns, 
you probably look ahead to week five. Let me see where they're home for the Ravens. That's a tough one. I think you, you probably look at Chubb yesterday and go, all right, obviously there's some explosive potential here. He needs to get the ball more. We need to, we need to work him in a little bit more. But I don't think, if, if you're a fantasy Nick Chubb owner, you can't look at week five and say, you know what, after yesterday, I think they're going to get him 12 carries. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, they should. Um, Carlos Hyde's been, of course, relying on volume and, and red zone work. Uh, and I, I, here's the thing. I think Hyde is better than, 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 than the low opinion people have of him. He's had some good metric ratings in the past from a lot of places with, like, you know, elusiveness and, and breaking tackles, stuff like that. But I think that in real life, the Browns are doing themselves a disservice by not using Chubb more. Yep. So um, I think it'll be like, it could be like a 15-15 thing. It could. Know? I am with you. I, I just don't know that it's going to happen. Harry's, whatever. Yeah. And Duke Johnson's just kind of there. So. Right. Yeah. Someone asked me that day about Duke Johnson. I said, don't, don't worry about cutting them. You can. It's, it's okay. I hate it, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, Callaway, they didn't work in as much as, you know. Actually, no, it was okay. No, he had nine targets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. That's fine. Um, but, but he's not going to be an efficiency guy either. He's going to be a big play. Correct. Breakout. Landry had a kind of a the, the touchdown saved his day. It was a weird day. He dropped a couple passes, and I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe that maybe that's an issue he'll have with Mayfield. <laughs> we'll see. Hey, Martavis Bryant. Yeah, welcome back. Even though he's what at best third or fourth in the pecking order still. Yeah, I don't I don't have the snap counts on that one. Hang on, let me see yeah. if I can find that right now. I don't think we got it. No, I don't have it yet. Sorry, I'll look for it. I'll tweet it out later today when I find it about Bryant. Um, otherwise here, who else? Jared Cook. I mean, coming into the season, yeah. it looked like the Browns were going to be vulnerable to tight ends. Yeah. So this is not a huge shock. But then, again, I still want to caution people. Well, I don't know, actually. Tight end is such a cesspool. I know. That, that that's that's Cook, kind of what I'm thinking. I'm usually yeah. a person who says, don't chase Jared Cook. But I don't know. <laughs> we're, well, we're seeing a lot of, like, Turnover, you know, I think Cook's probably a little more stable than a guy Ebron, but Ebron and him are probably still at least low end starting tight ends right now. They probably it, are. It's because because it's just the target loads we saw for other people aren't coming through yet. Um, of course, you got I guess start Jimmy Graham more so, and then you know Trey Burton finally did something, but he's still not going to be that that dynamic you know carry over to every week type of guy. And now Tyler Eifert, certain OJ Howard is going to have Cameron Brait with. James Winston there. I think they're actually kind of getting a little more stable than we thought, those two. Maybe. And Cook especially. And Cook's own, Cook's 85% owned on Yahoo, so. So he's already there. Yeah, he's already there. So don't chase is also because people, because you can't get him. He's already chased. <laughs> yeah, he's already chased. But uh, Cooper, nice day. Cook, nice yeah. day. Lynch, nice day. No touchdowns, but nice day. Underrated, though, I think still. Lynch? In fantasy, I think he's underrated. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. He uh, he did well. So late last year, he did fine. Um, you know, basically, you picked him as a running back too. You're doing fine with him. I p- I picked him as my Mark Ingram sub in one league. I picked Ingram before him, and now I'm gonna have some I'm gonna have some fun problems moving forward. Yes, you so, are very, very soon. As a matter of fact, uh, right. let's go to that game. So Mark Ingram's back for Week Five for the Saints. Look at that transition. We're so good about at this. About that, right? <laughs> they are. They've got the Saints have home for the Redskins on Monday night. Apparently, Mark Ingram met the team at the airport. Attaboy. Last night. All right, he's ready. Love he's that. ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's yeah, great. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What is this Taysom Hill <laughs> nonsense that the, that the Saints are pulling? 
they don't have any other wide receivers, so they'll just get another running quarterback in there. So. <laughs> I mean, this weirdness. I, I don't get that. I mean, you have Drew Brees. I know you want to mix it up and... and you can have Teddy Bridgewater, too. <laughs> right? Like, what is this? They put him in to run. They put him in to throw. They line him up at, like, wide receiver. It's just, he's all over the place. I mean, I don't know. Apparently, uh, I mean, Sean Payton... I remember last year, they were saying how much Sean Payton loves this guy. But, like this? It's weird. Well, yeah, Michael, you have Michael Thomas and, like, you know, no one else. I don't know. Except for Ted Ginn, otherwise. you got to think of weaponry. I, I mean, he's got Kamara, too. I mean, I but I'm saying, under the, I mean, like the, the passing game, no, I know. like, yeah, receivers. I just think it's weird. I just think it's so weird. Yeah, it seems to be like, working. If I'm a Drew Brees owner, I know we're thinking fantasy, not reality here, but if I'm a Drew Brees owner and Taysom Hill comes in to take a snap on the five-yard line, like, it, it might smoke would come out of my ears. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Um, the Giants. Oh, oh Tim. <laughs> oh, man. So, <laughs> Hotel Beckham is a possession receiver, basically. This is fun. It's fun to watch. Yeah. Eli did the check down thing again. He just checked down all the time. The first, you know, early on, they looked okay. First drive, right? Mm-hmm. After that, yeah. nothing. Good. Whole lot of nothing. Yeah. Although uh, Sterling Shepard cashed in. So. Yeah, he did. Not efficiently, but just, just for volume. Do you know my favorite, favorite stat that I read last night? That was it? This season, 22 of the 32 teams in the NFL have scored 30 or more points in a game. And I'm so guessing which team is not going to be among that list. This season. So 22 <laughs> of 32. It's two-thirds of the teams this season in the first four weeks, right? Yeah. The Giants have not broken that barrier since the last game of the 2015 season. Wow. 2015. 2015. <sighs> I mean, and, and it's and, not just, and I know I'm sorry, everybody, people, anyone listening saying, oh, no, he's whining about the Giants again. Give me a minute. <laughs> This is just, it's not getting, it's, it's not, and, and I know the offensive line bad, but, but other, they're not the only team with a bad offensive line. Mm-hmm. You've got, they got it. I mean, the play calling has to figure it out. The, they have to coach the line better, maybe. And the quarterback, I mean, come on. If you're not looking, this, this is me. This is the conversation we're going to have with my dad later when I call and he's going to say, oh, Eli wasn't bad. It wasn't his fault. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, this offense is basically try to get it short into Barkley or Beckham's hands and hope they run 60 yards for a touchdown. Yeah, exactly. This is what they did in 2016, <laughs> and they made the playoffs doing that. I mean, just just getting the, getting all the yak, I guess. But I agree with you. Uh, bad, bad offensive line. You can have a mobile quarterback and get around it. Yes, um, this is this is not the, that. The Panthers are are using a second string right tackle, a uh-huh. second string right guard, and last week before the game against the Bengals, they signed a left tackle off the street on Monday. He practiced Wednesday <laughs> and started Sunday, yep. and they were fine. And the Seahawks have Russell Wilson, and the and the Texans have Deshaun Watson, and right. even the Bills have Josh Allen. To some degree, it's going to be a little bit more secure for the long term. This is so. horrendous. It's horrendous. It's not getting better, folks. It's just, it's just. There's, I, there's no. If, if if this team is trailing, they're screwed. I would be angry so. if I owned Odell Beckham in fantasy. Yep. Angry because this is not. He's going to have some games. I get it. I don't think this is going to get just noticeably better on a sustainable basis. This is not going to get better this season. It's just not. You're going to have to win the. Tra- you're going to have to find a team with a bad enough defensive line to entrench battles. Yeah, for this team, and it's, it's it's hard to come by. They got another tough one this week, right? Let's see. They're at, oh, they're coming here to play at the Panthers. I mean, same huh. thing. Big play. They're going to have to wait for a big play because the pass rush is going to get after them. 
Uh-huh. That, that's not a good defensive line for this offensive line. So. Nope. No. All right. No more of that. I don't want to talk about them anymore. Uh, Sunday <laughs> night game. Uh, the Ravens pitch. Wow, that was interesting. I thought after Alex Collins fumbled. On we, the, we, skipped, uh, we skipped Chargers on Niners, by the way. Oh, yeah, because I jumped. Yeah. See that transition? I'm not going to the transition yeah. because it made me forget yeah. a game. All right. <laughs> Niners, Chargers. Try, 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 not, try not to write 2D a book there, John, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Austin Eckler, solid again. Fine. Man. I mean, he, it was, he, if he didn't score the touchdown, he wouldn't have helped you. I get it. But but we're coming to easier times where you're going to want to be forced to play him because it's buys. So yes. at least you'll have that justification to expect at least this. And maybe not, not the touchdown, but the 10 touches. You know. And hey, you may have heard that C.J. Beathard <laughs> and George Kittle were college teammates. <laughs> it finally worked. I wrote a giant Iowa in all caps with an exclamation point on the outline, everyone, just to be clear. It, <laughs> so. it finally worked. Iowa! <laughs> last, order. last season, in the games that Beathard played, we kept waiting for it. It didn't really happen. Yesterday happened. Kittle, six for 125 and a touchdown on eight targets. That was, pretty, that was a pretty deep deep ball, though, and, uh, and run. So. Yep. And, but you know what? No Joey Bosa again. Yeah. And that really helped. Yep. Um, Pass rush was weaker. So. Otherwise, yeah. in this game, Brita was a little banged up. I, I kind of yeah. want to see him healthier next week but i i think this game actually we i don't know if you and i talked last week i know that i talked to dbr about it mm-hmm. that i just did i i had this thing when i looked at the niners and i know they gave up 29 points here i looked at the niners i said this team's not going to roll over and die here because they're they're a little better than they were and, i think so and i think the defense is better even though they got you know the chargers you know did a job on them a little bit i i just, I just don't think that this quarterback switch means they're going to go three and 13 i think they're gonna they're gonna fight and they're gonna I be pretty that- decent the system's going to prove to be a little bit more effective than people think. Yes, and I think this I, qu- this quarterback yeah. has some QB two fantasy value here. Yeah, for those who have to start. Yeah, I, I think there's like you know borderline top twenty five every week, which is fine. Which is what you're probably going to need out of him. And you know Pierre Garcon, George Kittle, Matt Breida went healthy. Marquise Goodwin. That's a that's a good uh good, good group of people there. It's so. it's, it's it 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 can it's work. The they're yeah. playing. They're home for the the Cardinals this week. Yeah, that's uh. I mean, whoever Pat Peterson's not guarding. Right. So, I mean, so. Th- this is a spot where I look and I go. It's Kittle. I'd, I'd, start, <laughs> I'd start the Niners quarterback over Eli. Yeah. Yeah. D- deeper personnel, better system, like you said. Mm-hmm. So. And uh, I'm trying to look at who else here. Maybe over Keenum because Keenum's at the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, uh, that's justifiable. Yeah. I mean, it's not a lot of them, but there's some that you could use here. You're, gonna, you're starting to have to dig deep here. Yeah. So, all right, um, let's go back to uh, Raven Steelers. So back to Raven Steelers. Back to Raven Steelers. Alex Collins was going into the end zone to put them up 21-3 to and fumbled. Yeah. And the first thought I had was, holy cow, Alex Collins' doghouse. But he didn't. I mean, they, they, they didn't play him all the time. They played him some. I don't think he got doghoused after that, but he didn't play a, a lot. They went back to him. They had Allen in there in the fourth quarter a little bit. I think they had a little more ball security impact there. But before that, Collins was still pretty much involved. Yeah. So. I mean, they, they didn't kill him for it. Um, but, it's, but it's still going to be the same split troubles there. Yeah. So. I mean, he, he's, he's there's if, if you had visions of Alex Collins becoming this dominant lead back, there was another data point as to why not. Right. Let's put it that way. Um, but that changed the game. See, I thought it really changed the game. And the Steelers came back and tied it at 14 before half. And I said, oh, this is going to be a fun one in the second half. And I bet the Steelers pull away. And they didn't. They couldn't do anything. And then Justin Tucker decided to make everything. Yeah, so. the, the, the Ravens defense is really good. 
Yeah, I, I, I would, I, I thought it was kind of more so geared because of their easier schedule before this, but yeah, they, there's a lot of potency there, even without Jimmy Smith, and that's saying a lot. Yep. Um, James Conner, not so easy to replace Le'Veon Bell anymore, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's. I mean, he's PPR, struggling. Yeah, PPR is still a little bit more optimistic, but yeah. Nine for nineteen. So he's had two bad, two bad rushing games. Yeah, um, he had a couple of those late breakout runs last week that kind of saved him uh, yeah. in, the, in that in that Monday night game. But and this is an offensive line you should really feel comfortable running behind, and that's kind of disconcerting. Right. I mean, last three weeks, oh. that first game he was so good, and yeah. the last three, let's see, yards from scrimmage, sixty-five, ninety-five, forty-four, and like you said, last week, a couple of big runs late. Yeah. So. Um, um, Maybe in the really, really, really deep leagues, you start stashing Jalen Samuels, but that might be even too deep of a recommendation. Yeah. But they, 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 I'm surprised they haven't really incorporated him as much yet. I think there's a lot of um, big playability if they can get him like four or five touches a game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in long term, like dynasty keeper leagues, I'm still holding on to him. So think about it, guys. Okay. <laughs> um, this week they host the Falcons. So if Connor, if it doesn't get done for Connor this week, then I think you worry. Yeah, and it, especially the light run, let the light front the Falcons run. He should be able to bowl over them if everything goes right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, are John Brown and Willie Sneed both startable right uh, I now? Think Brown, I mean, Brown absolutely is going to be entrenched now. Yeah, um, but but Willie Sneed PPR, he's he's bringing it. You could make it work. Yeah, uh, I was I was kind of you know Mario Puig, the guy who just does all the awesome writing at RotoWire for for the, all the in depth football breakdown stuff. Technical terms, I know. <laughs> uh, you know, he was kind of all, he was kind of looking at seeing the final rounds of his like you know best ball draft master type of leagues, and you know it's um with the tight ends kind of still being rotating with the Ravens production, I think, and, and Crabtree not looking as great in this system. Agreed. It seems to be. Um, I think Snead is kind of more of the 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 secondary guy to Brown now. I think it's kind of starting to work. I I think the our collective underestimation of these receivers, and I think uh-huh. Brown's thing is that you don't want to draft him because you think he's going to get hurt. Or be right. or be ill or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's that's a tough situation health yeah. wise. But yeah, but, but Baltimore, you know, a little bit a little bit better for that sort of thing, I guess. But, but I think know. we, it, it, in underestimating those guys, we whiffed on Flacco. Yep. I think we all basically looked at Flacco and said he's done. He's toast. They drafted Jackson. Jackson's going to play as fast if they don't start off very well. Flacco, Jackson's going to play, and just Flacco's finished. And uh, yep. he's, he looks he looks good. I mean, we're four games in. He looks really good. Um, almost matching his career high YPA, which is still not great. I mean, seven point three this year. It's not you know Drew Brees or Patrick Mahomes level or anything like that. But it's still it's progress for a guy a system that we didn't think would be great with the with the aerial game. It's just, I think John Brown and these tight ends being healthy at least is giving him more options to really t- take more chances. And like you said, maybe pressure from Jackson making him challenge downfield a bit more. And yep. the offense the offensive system is kind of making him push toward that and yeah i i think he's that top 15 quarterback range not necessarily going to be a, a starter every week but he's looking looking a lot better than we thought so. yes i mean you talked about the ypa he was under seven in each of the first three games mm-hmm. i mean they're not easy that's true you know, that's true yeah. bills that bills game was a weird one because they were winning by a million points didn't need to do anything yeah, yeah. at the at the Bengals, they were down big early and yeah. dinked and dunked their way back the volume 55 attempts right so. And yeah. that and the Broncos game they won. I did, I didn't see a ton of that one, but they, I mean last night he looked really good. I was impressed. Yeah, that was that was. I mean the Steelers defense I think might have helped that, but yeah, uh, yeah they're bad. Without 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 Ryan Shazier, you know, the, glad that he's okay, but it's just you know he that, that that leaves a giant gap in the middle of that defense. So, all right, what do you think happens tonight? 
Do you think the Broncos slow Mahomes down a little bit? Do you think the Chiefs' defense is very no. porous? What do you think? No. Yeah, I, I think I think Chiefs roll roll away with it. Roll. <laughs> yeah. So so you don't think I'm thinking like thirty one twenty something like that. So you don't think the Chiefs are going to help? The Chiefs' terrible defense is going to help uh, Keenum and Sanders and Demarius Maybe. put up numbers. Uh, I, but I don't think that the Broncos defense is anything close to what it has been in the past. So I think it's just going to be a nice little shootout. Uh, Keenum, you know, maybe if you play that Monday, Thursday, maybe Keenum is the sneaky DFS play. Yeah. Uh, I can see that. Um, what, what, yeah, I, I would be confident for both wide receivers. What I'll about the running backs? What about the Bronco running backs? It seems like more of a Lindsay game if they're going to have to keep pace, right? I, I guess so. And after last week, it, it's hard to figure because Freeman ran well after Lindsay got ejected. Right. So um, do you see Freeman more than than maybe you would have last week. I think maybe it's just, I think what Booker loses, I think Freeman will kind of keep in his lane with yeah. things. Okay. So, yeah, I, I think it'll be some fun offense tonight. So. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah. And I still have that Chiefs Rams circled on my calendar. I can't wait. <laughs> Speaking of high altitude games. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Another All right. One. What else you got going on other than watching uh, baseball playoffs today? Uh, yeah, it's a lot of that. We, we had to sneak a baseball reference in somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, between watching baseball games, I'll be on ESPN Radio in New Orleans today, uh, kind of doing the similar thing today, recapping a little bit less time. But uh, my buddy, my buddy's down in New Orleans. They'll be talking about their Saints beating your Giants. Uh, and then I'm actually starting – I started last week a Wednesday Facebook show called The Wednesday Walkthrough. Um, live video, answer questions, whatever, kind of go through some fun stats I, I look at and, and all the injury news. I'm, I'm, I'm crowdsourcing for better names if there's any ideas out there. So – I mean, I don't think Wednesday wrap really works well, but Wednesday walk through like a practice, I figured it was cool. So I like it. Tweet at us with that or Facebook post on the thing. I'll definitely be still taking suggestions. It's it's, it's a work in progress. We're still doing things there. Um, and, yeah, it's just kind of just running the Twitter and the Facebook threads on Thursdays and Sundays. Uh, yeah, so it's it's a fun time. Oh, and, and Roto-Wire, we're, we're doing uh, subscribers now having our new program. I don't know if you guys are all familiar with the Slack use there. Uh, we're, we're switching over to Discord now. So um, if you guys want to kind of talk smack about games on Thursdays and Sundays, um, I'll try to put my head in there sometimes and kind of do some things with, with chattering there. So, so yeah, just come 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 watch the games with us, talk, and, and you know, have collectively set DFS lineups there as well. Nice. Dude, can yeah. you ask the guys in New Orleans about Taysom Hill and what the heck they're doing? Yeah, <laughs> I'll throw that name in there. I'm, I'm sure Gus Cattengill, uh, my, the, the guy, the host there that always has me on every week, will we'll be interested, interested to kind of comment on that. So. All right. Well, Tim, thanks, man. This was fun. <laughs> thanks, as John. always, folks. Go Yankees this week. Go Yankees. Yeah. Listeners to our podcast and get a free 10-day Rotowire trial at rotowire.com slash pod. There's no credit card needed for that. That lets you check out nearly all the features on the site. Check it out now, rotowire.com slash pod. Uh, leave us a review and a rating uh, if, if you like the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Oh, by the way, one more thing, Tim. You know yep. tomorrow is the 40th anniversary of Bucky Dent. <laughs> Bucky Bleepin' Dent. Get it Bucky right. Bucky Bleepin' Dent. Yeah. <laughs> I got to tell you a story about that once we're offline. Uh, nice. Folks, thanks for listening to this edition of the Roadwire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by Fantasy Draft. We'll be back on Tuesday to check out some free agents, not Taysom Hill, but I'm sure some other guys. So come on back then. For Tim Heaney, I'm John Halpin. See you next time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.